On today's show, we are live on YouTube answering MFFL questions. Oh, we can't wait. I got somebody that lives literally right down the street from it. We don't even know it. And he's ready to ask. And he's talking trash already in the chat that I'm going to shoot bricks. So uh, stay for the rest of this pod. Got questions about Dragic, Luca, Porzingis, all of the above. Let's get into it. Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavericks Podcast. Hi. You got a second? Okay. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, the live lord, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's go. It is, what is this, Thursday? It's the day the NFL starts back. If you Ooh, care about the Cowboys NFL. play tonight. Cowboys Buccaneers. This pod is brought to you by Bet Online AG. What's the number <laughs> that you want to be at? And uh, I can't wait to see the Buccaneers, you know, beat the Cowboys by about mm, 16. Maybe. <laughs> it's funny, neither of us are like diehard Cowboys fans. Like not even close. Like <laughs> I'm okay no, with no, them, but. no, 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 I, I don't, I don't hate them, but, um, yeah, anyway, we are live on YouTube Wednesday nights. We try to uh, go live on YouTube, take questions about the Mavs NBA. And honestly, it turns into anything after the podcast, <laughs> it turns into life advice, love advice, locked on life, anything. So it's fun. Yeah. So we're going to do this podcast today. We will get into your questions and then if you want to check out the end of the live stream, you can go on our YouTube channel. If you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, we're inching ever closer to 7,000. We're going to get there. We're going to get to 77,000, 7,700, I guess. I'll, we'll start there. Well, I guess we'll get to 77,000 eventually. But go there, check out the end of the podcast. Got some extra stuff there. We will be doing these probably every Wednesday. I think that's what we've settled into. Every Wednesday until the actual game start and stuff like that will be going live on here. So, all right. Today's episode, uh, we are looking at Thursdays on Locked On NBA, the podcast with Jackson Gatlin and HP Basketball himself, Matt Moore, on the podcast. They're telling you whose stock is up and down. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into our first question here. We got Michael Bliss Music. Can we talk about Drogic? That's his question. Can we talk about Drogic? We've never really talked about him, so it's a good subject to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> We've only talked about him like every feels like every day since the offseason or since he got traded, basically, even maybe before that. But yeah, <laughs> we can talk we can talk about Dragic. The situation has, has not changed at this point. The Mavericks are still, you know, from Tim Cato's report, they're confident that they're gonna get him. It seems from all the little reports you hear from people, like Zach Lowe said, the Mavericks are confident they'll get a secondary scorer. You're like, okay, well, who else is that but Dragic? Like, who else could it be? Jake Fisher has been going on this uh this new like Spotify green room type app headliner head head locker or something like that, <laughs> something like that whatever whatever it is and he had this report that came out he said quote there is still an expectation that Goran Dragic is eventually bought out by Toronto Toronto called Cleveland Portland San Antonio and Dallas to be the third team in the trade to take Dragic but none of them budged Dragic has not spoken to Toronto about a trade or joining the team so Dragic has just been backed off. He's not getting into the situation. And Toronto has called some of these other teams to try and facilitate something. And it's not really worked out. And Dallas is like, 
why should we give you stuff? We'll just wait to have you buy them out. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Tim Cato and The Athletic, you know, put out a story, I guess it was yesterday on, on Wednesday, if you listen to the podcast version of this on Thursday, saying that, you know, the Mavericks remain confident that they're going to get Dragic one way or the other. So, I mean, we've talked about the staring game. We Right before we hit record with Kane Pittman, host of the Locked On Bucks, go listen to yesterday's pod if you haven't. We were joking around before we hit record. We're like, yeah, we're pretty much just on Dragic watch <laughs> over here. That's just what... What we are, I mean, that's just I. So I think the Mavericks. I think everybody's just waiting to see how this you know situation resolves itself. And if you're the Mavericks and you can get Dragic for free, basically after a buyout, then that's the route you obviously go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that that's the route you go. And so they're just waiting. And we we still think that if they get Dragic, it makes their offseason a lot better than what it is standing out right now. It makes the team better. It adds a secondary creator, secondary scorer, adds a veteran, a guy that's been to the finals, uh, you know, a guy that's played with Luka before, played played for Igor before. Like, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of good synergy in that Dragic piece. And so if he gets added to the Mavericks, that'd be a definite bonus. Obviously, we talked about this before, but if you haven't listened, uh, that's, the, that's the lowdown on him. Uh, next question from Elijah. Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba, Reggie Bullock, who is the best defender? This is an interesting question because to me, if you were going to tear off defenders in the league, just overall defenders in the league, I'd kind of put them in a, in a similar tier, right? There's like the elite guys, then there's the, you know, highly above average, just a, just under elite, and then there's like the above average to good type guys, and I'd put them in that tier. Yeah, one, defense is so hard. You know, you asked the question on here, Elijah, so it's, I mean, we're going to give you our opinions, but... I think defense is the hardest thing in the NBA to sit there and say like, oh, this defender's be- better than this defender. And coaching to me is harder, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's just true. me personally. Um, I think I would uh, rank them. They are really close, in my opinion. I think I, I would put Bullock as the better defender of the two, though. Yeah, and and hopefully hopefully that's the case that he's better and then he comes in and elevates the defense because the Mavericks definitely need their defense elevated. They've the Mavericks the last two years, by the way, I just looked this up. Their worst defensive rating, their their second and third worst defensive rating in the history of the team over the, over the last two years. That's pretty wild. Now they've had the best offense in the history of the, the team the last two years, but also the worst defense. The variance has been pretty wild with it. Uh Quick question from Mass to Fame. Moses Brown's potential un- underneath Tyson Chandler. We called this a couple days ago. We, we didn't really call this. We we, we <laughs> joked about it. We called and, it. I'm, ca- I'm calling that we called it. Hey, if other media people can just call anything that they talk about, we can do it too. So, I mean, it's it's not a bad thing, right? Like, it's a good thing. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's the next Tyson because he's, you know, he's working out with Tyson. But this is a good thing. Like, I just view it as solid, cool. Like, we made the joke before the news even came out. They're like, we were on this podcast saying, man, can you imagine we're at practice and on the other end of the court, it's <laughs> Moses and Tyson working out. And then we're all tweeting out pictures of it. And it's like the mini version of Luca staying after the Charlotte game, getting up shots and ever all the media take a picture like, oh, look at him. He's grinding. He's working. He's trying to get better. And the next day after we dropped that podcast, Dwayne Price wrote an article that said that Tyson Chandler had been working with Moses Brown. Uh, To answer his question, though, I think what Tyson Chandler can bring Moses Brown is Moses Brown, by all accounts, from people that I've heard that that watched him a lot with the Thunder and, 
you know, was was around him in, in Boston. He didn't really play at all in Boston, but that he just he looked lost at times. He he gobbled up a bunch of rebounds, got a bunch of stats on an OKC team that just was not trying to win at all. We've seen teams in Dallas that have not tried to win, and you know guys can put up numbers on those teams. Like there's been rookies on this on the Mavericks that put up numbers that went somewhere else and put up no numbers, right? Like it's just yeah. it just happens. But with Tyson Chandler, I think he can help Moses Brown be in the right spots and learn probably help his instincts help his defensive IQ because Tyson Chandler that was one of his big things is just guy was always in the right spot guy was always like defending the rim just the right way taking the right angles all that kind of stuff and I really hope that Tyson can help Moses Brown in that category and help him in that area so Moses potential underneath Tyson I I think Moses potential is a a starting caliber center I think he can get there but he's 21 years old he's really young It, it may not be this year that we see that and maybe a couple years and the Mavericks may not wait that long for it yeah, we just have to see, you know, I think another question in there was about the center rotation. And, you know, we've talked about this before over the past few weeks that I, I, I just I really don't think that they're bringing six centers you know, to camp. I mean, they could. <laughs> I mean, we're only, what, three or four weeks out from camp. But I would just be shocked if they go into the regular season with six you know, centers on the roster. So I think it's more it's more of how the roster shakes out for Moses, you know, than who is mentoring him. Also, want to give out to uh, Pat, give a shout out to Patrick, who says, uh, "What up, y'all? Crazy! I've been listening to you guys for what five years." <laughs> shout out to Patrick, who's been listening to us for four or five years. That we are in, we are in our fifth year right now. So, uh, which is crazy that we're. We've been talking to Mavs every day for five years. Absolutely wild. We will continue to be talking about the Mavericks every day for the next five years, 10 years, 11 years, when as soon as Isaac's kid goes to college. <laughs> we'll be talking about the Mavs still. Coming up, we'll get into some more of your questions. There's some good stuff all up in the chat. Send some more questions. If you want to check out the live, go to our YouTube channel. We'll be talking more about what the Mavs' potential most improved player on the team could be next year. We'll talk about uh, maybe some more Goran Dragic stuff, all that coming up. But before we do... Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. You got TikTok over here. You got all kinds of stuff going all at once. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. We got all this stuff in all these different places. We're just stuffing ourselves with entertainment all the time, stuffing ourselves. DirecTV has a way for you to streamline it. DirecTV Stream. That means no more juggling remotes, no needing to buy another TV device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required content varies by package all right guys garris let's get into some more uh, <laughs> some more we only had one at that time let's get into some more questions here yes i hope you guys heard my stuffing isaac was stuffing his face with some food during that break uh here's a question from Giannis or janice which potential player could be the most improved player on the maps next year like not just most improved in the league but like who could be the most improved from last season to this upcoming season i think that's a great question uh yeah super great question you know i think the for me the obvious answer on this is jalen brunson you know we've Mm. we need him to take a big step and he had a good season last year but then the playoffs happen and it's like well, it's kind of like the a smaller version of the whole dialogue that's happening, you know, with Ben Simmons right now. It's like, 
Ben Simmons came what second in the league in defensive player of the year, had it you know pretty good season. I mean, they had one of the best records in the NBA last year, but no one's really talking about his regular season stuff. Everybody's talking about what happened in the playoffs. And it's kind of in the not everybody's talking about Brunson, but in Mav circles and local media and you know, Mavericks centered world, what we're remembering about last year is Jalen Brunson being played off the court in the playoffs. It's like yeah. we need him to make a big jump it, and to show that he can play in these playoff series. If Porzingis, this Porzingis' whole situation hadn't happened, we'd be talking about Brunson more than we'd be talking about Porzingis, I think. Porzingis kind of let Brunson off the hook a little bit because of yeah. he because Porzingis has kind of been the lightning rod for all this. And my answer is Porzingis. I think he has the easiest path to be most improved player because at least from the at least the narrative, the talk around him, maybe not the actual most improved player, but I think he can get to a point. And maybe he will because. Here we go. This is first healthy offseason in a long time. And I think he could look more improved. I think he could become, you know, he could look a lot better if he plays in a better matchup in the playoffs. All of a sudden we're talking about him like an all-star again at the end of the season. And that's a far cry from where people are talking about him right now. I think that's a, that's a big thing. So, uh, all right. Next question from our boy Bates. You know the question is is huge when it covers our names on the screen. On the screen, Bates says. So with the Paul Pierce news that we talked about yesterday, Cuban has another story of just how close we were to getting another star. It's almost like take a drink every time the Mavericks are close to getting another star. Will we hear a story in ten years on how Kyle Lowry was on his way to Dallas before Miami took him? <laughs> I just want to take this into going to conversation about Miami or Dallas almost getting guys and almost getting stars because it has be- kind of become. Danny Ainge in Boston had become the guy that was like, oh, we could have traded for him, but I decided not to. And now the Mavericks and Cuban with are with, with free agents are kind of like that. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Like, we're the free agent version of the Danny Ainge trade stuff. Like, hey, we almost traded for. But <laughs> but I think a lot of it, you know, yeah, we went on the whole thing yesterday of are the Ma- have the Mavericks, you know, how much of it is luck? How much of it is the Mavericks to blame? You know, we hear these stories, you know, about Paul Pierce. We hear the story of, you know, a lot. We've talked about Kimball Walker before, how far down the road that was before the Al Horford stuff happened. That was crazy. Will Kyle Lowry be the same thing a few years from now? Possibly. I, I, I don't know. And we could hear more names. couple more good questions here. Uh, Chris Martin, don't y'all think Drogic is too old? Okay, we'll we'll do the Drogic thing again. We'll we'll talk about Wait, this. Is this Coldplay? <laughs> uh, and it was all yellow. <laughs> so Drogic too old for what? That's the question for the Mavericks. He's is he too old to play thirty five minutes a night and to carry the team? Yes, probably. But they're not asking him to do that. The Mavericks are asking him to come in and play probably like thirty minutes a game during the regular season. And then play, you know, a little bit more, hopefully in the playoffs, carry the offense a little bit, carry the offense, especially when Luca is off the court in the playoffs. That's the big thing. That's really honestly, he could sit the whole whole regular season, play 20 minutes a game in the regular season, let Brunson get a bunch of minutes and, and get some more, you know, playing time and all that. And then in the playoffs, just come in when Luca's off the floor because the Mavericks were dreadful in those minutes. And they just need somebody to do that. And Dragic is their best option right now. Luca averaged 34. Point three minutes per game last year. You do your math on that. That's around 14 minutes a game that he's not on the floor. Can Dragic at least give you 15 minutes? Like if if you just did the straight up like you know Dragic off the floor, you know like you know they kind of balance their minutes there. I forgot what the wording I'm going for. Um, it's not balance. What is it? 
counter their minutes. There's a basketball term that I'm missing right there. But anyway, if they just if Dragic is playing when Luca's not, can he give you 14 to 15 minutes to where he's running the offense, somebody that can create? And you go back to that. Look, think what Dragic was doing for that Miami team when they made the run in the bubble. And it's like, can he give you that? So is he too old to give you 15 minutes to 20 minutes a night of good basketball? No, he's not too old for that. But if you're asking, like he says, if he's asking, if you're asking him to play, you know, start every game and play, you know, 32 minutes a night, then no, yeah, that he's past that right now, probably. Question from Coleman: If you could transport one former Maverick, except Dirk, to the future, who would be the best addition to the current team? We just did a fantasy draft last Friday of a bunch of Mavericks from the 2000s and the 2010s. Who would be the best Maverick? Let's just go from that era that would to you know to add to this team. Oh, just from that era? Well, you could or do the, all time, all time, pa- I guess. But. The past twenty years, um, yeah, we'll just we'll just do the past twenty years. Um, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is Sean Marion. Even though I would yeah. love to see, I would love to see Tyson playing with Luca. I mean, that would just be so much fun. But <laughs> honestly, with Jason Kidd, like Jason Kidd <laughs> as a player, when Jason Kidd came back to the Mavericks in two thousand eleven, veteran. Guy that can defend, can shoot the three, yeah. can can control the offense when Luca's off the court, can also play with Luca on the court. Like that type of player would be incredible for this team. Yeah, I mean Michael that's, Finley. That's like Kyle Lowry right now, right? Like that's what we would want Kyle Lowry to come in and do. And Jason Kidd did that for the Mavs. I think the question would be who who would not translate well right now? Like <laughs> Dampier. It's like because even like I Michael, guess he he could play a role. I guess he could be a like center. Michael Finley would be a, a lot of fun. Right. Like, like really good Michael Finley next to Luca would be a blast. Sean Marion, like we said, Tyson. Jet would still be great. Jet would be great. But I would still like bring him off the bench. I don't know how much sure. I would love yeah. the Jet Luca pairing like every night starting alongside each other. Yeah, but you could I mean you could play Trey Young, you could play Steph Curry minutes, you could play Jet. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's where I am with that. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Let us know. Stagger, what you- Elijah, you're the man. Stagger was the word I was going <laughs> was, for. Elijah came up with that. Um, here's an interesting one. We'll do this one quick. Jewel says, do you guys wish Dennis Smith Jr. would have come back to Dallas? If so, how do you think he would have flourished under kids' tutelage? No. Good word. No to both questions. <laughs> no, I mean, <clears throat> do I personally wish he would have come back to Dallas? Yes. He was, he was a blast to talk to and in the locker room. And he's fun, and it's like, hey, cool, we can have some highlights on Twitter and Luca throwing some oops to him in practice. But, um, I, I, yeah, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer here. So <laughs> you can take this if you have. It. I just don't. I, I, I don't see him under kid like going to a huge next level of his life. I think he could learn and become a, a decent backup point guard, right? Like I think he could come in and be that for a team, but I think for it would take a couple, it would take some years for him to learn and to get to a point where it's, you know, where he's kind of more of a veteran, like, you know, it's what, gonna what t- is he though? Like that, like what, is there a comp out there? Like I, I wrote a whole story on him. He's like and- Derek Rose right now. Like, like right now, Derek Rose. Hmm. Okay. That's my. That's mine. It, <laughs> Joseph, that one made me laugh out loud. Um, the so when he first came in the league, I wrote a story on uh, comparing him to Baron Davis, and mm. I think Baron Davis actually tweeted the story out or quote tweeted something, and 
just comparing the two. It was like Baron Davis. I touched on a little Steve Francis, but mainly the comp was Baron Davis. Like, can he do that? Like, can he be what Baron Davis was in the NBA? And yeah, I, I just don't, I don't know. Like, I hope, I, I really hope because he's a fun dude. But right now he just hasn't shown that he can reach Baron Davis level. Would I like him to come back to Dallas? Yes, I liked being around him. It was exciting to have him in practice. It was exciting to have him in games. You know, stuff. You know, the dunks could happen. Uh, all that. Him and I loved him and Dorian Finney-Smith's relationship. That was fun to, to cover. Smith bros. The, the Smith way, like all that, that stuff. That's one of my favorite stories ever are ever written. I sat down with both That's of those true. guys after practice. Him and him and Dorian and talked about their relationship and friendship and everything. It was a, it was a, a super fun story to write. Um. Yeah, but yeah, all that stuff Isaac said, I think is true as well. Coming up, got a lot more questions, a bunch of stuff in the chat. We got stuff about, um, you know, the future of the Mavericks, stuff in potential trades. People are asking about poor Zingas' future with the Mavericks, all kinds of stuff. Let's get into that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. I had one today. Here's, if you, if you don't believe me, boom, right here, Built Bar, the Puffs. I went and got these. I grabbed them up quick because they're already sold out. You can't get them now because they ha- they ghost. They get moved so fast. But I like those bars. They're absolutely great. There's one right now. There's banana cream pie puffs and coconut marshmallow back. This is what I have. Coconut marshmallow. I bought them up. They're restocked right now on built.com. You can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off a box of those suckers. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar in those bars. I had one today. They're great. I love them. They're a little different. The puffs are a little different than the regular bars. So if you've done the regular bars before and you like those, puffs have a little bit of that marshmallow. Like They almost taste like a uh, a moon pie or like a whoopie pie kind of deal. You got that. Maybe more of a move. So if you've done the bars, that means you got to you got to do the puffs now. You got to take the puffs. Take the puff and pass it around. Luca did. So go check out Built Bar. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off. Also, Isaac talked about betonline.ag. They are a great partner of ours, and they're the fastest and easiest way to put down money on sports. Right now, they're giving you a $100 welcome bonus. You put down 100 bucks, they give you 100 bucks. That's where I was thinking the $100. And they have a half million dollar mega contest right now for the NFL. You got all kinds of stuff going on with the NFL. You can put lines on that. You can go bet. You can go bet on the Cowboys if you want. It seems like, man, the Cowboys line moved again. They were, I think they were a seven point underdog. Now, then it's an eight point underdog. Now they're a nine and a half point underdog. If you think that line is a little too high, for a Cowboys opening night, you can go bet on it. The over-under is 51 and a half. You can bet on all kinds of stuff there. Of props. They have all kinds of things. Go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get that 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Joseph, our internship uh, just finished from this past season. And our internship application has just opened up for this new season that we'll be taking uh new applicants over the next three weeks. So if you're interested in interning for us, let us know. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more questions here. This one is from NBA 2K20 itself. The sentient game asking us some questions. Uh, Can we talk about 2K for a second before we get into this question? The question is about a Ben Simmons situation with KP, but 2K is adding Kendrick Perkins as one of its featured analysts on the game. And I'm like, all right, you started you started with me. Okay, there's a new 2K game coming out. I'm like, all right, my interest is like at, at, at this level. Not really interested. Then they're like, okay, we're putting Luca on and Dirk. And I'm like, okay, now I'm here. This is my this is my interest level now, way up high. And then they're like, okay, 
we're going to add Kendrick Perkins. And I'm like, okay, now I'm back down here. And then it said, okay, one of the other features is you can make a, a music album. You can, you can drop tracks and you can go into, you can go into a, uh, a fashion show. And I'm like, my yeah. interest is just way down now. Like, what are they doing with this game? Can you work on gameplay? Is it that is it, it that difficult? Can we just, show gameplay? There was just there was can more we about work on connection. To connection in the game, like actually being able to play someone and connecting in a game to where you're not lagging out, to where I'm not hitting the shoot button and then I'm like falling down to the floor before he actually shoots it. But no, you're gonna spend time on putting Kendrick Perkins in the game. <laughs> you know what I say to 2K? Take it with you and get out of here. The but question: the, the game comes out today, so I pre-ordered <laughs> and I can't wait to play. <laughs> Luca and Dirk are on the covers. All right. NBA 2K20 asks: Can we see a Ben Simmons situation next season if KP doesn't meet the expectations? Well, you got to repeat this. I saw Hunter Coleman's name in the chat. I was like, "Oh, Hunter." Uh, can we see a Ben Simmons Ben Simmons situation, situation if KP doesn't meet expectations? Let's start with what are KP's expectations for you? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Um, what's his expectation? What are they? I, mean, I mean, the expectations for him to be the second star, right? I mean, to to average his, you know, 20 and what, eight, 20 and eight and 20 and nine, you know, more than 20, you know, 25, be the solidified second star. I expect him to be on some type of load management plan. I don't know what that game number looks like. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's it, It's kind of difficult, but. I, can I see the situation have the difference between KP and Ben Simmons is I just like Ben, you're not really worried about health stuff right now. And Ben's on their contract for former, you know, former seasons. Ben's been an all-star more recently. Ben was second team, all defense and all of that. So I don't know. We'll see. We will see. I think, could it be a Ben Simmons situation that, the trade value with Ben Simmons right now, that's the big question with Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons apparently, you know, allegedly, allegedly, you know, uh, that Ben Simmons said that I'm not in charge of changing my trade value to the Sixers. Apparently, allegedly, that's what he said. And so now, is the Porzingis situation going to get to that level to where it's that toxic to where Porzingis is not going to show up to camp? Like, what would have to happen? Like, it would have to be, it would have to get really bad. Could it happen with Jason Kidd? I mean, yeah, yeah. It, could, it could always happen. I was I was pausing for effect. I wasn't pausing for you. To <laughs> I was like, you asking me. I'm like, no, I was pausing for this? effect. Could it? Let me try it again. Could it happen with Jason Kidd? It's happened with players before. It, it, I mean, it it has with Jason Kidd, and so it's not out of the question. But for him to live up to expectations, I think we have to live up to his expectations, and for him to feel comfortable and to be actually happy in his role, to be happy with what he's doing. I think he's got to average. Over 20 points a game, I think he's got to, you know, play better, way better defense. That's a, you know, a thing we can't necessarily measure, but that has to go up as well, and the level has to increase. Um, yeah, so I think all those things have to happen. K- KP would have to finish the season fully healthy and have a good, good season for that situation to be anywhere like close to be what it is now. Because if KP has an, another ending to this coming season like he did last year, he has zero leverage. Like, there's no, like, I, it doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter what KP would want at the end of the next season because you can't really do nothing about it if he's not. Well, that's what you say about Ben Simmons, and here they are trying to do something with him. But Ben, but I feel like they they think they have leverage though. Like who? Clutch and Ben. I guess. Well, 
<laughs> do they Clutch. actually? They do. They do feel like they do, right? It does. Clutch always feels like they have leverage. Yeah. Uh, here's a here's a great question uh, from Rugved. Can we get a J Kid car sound drop? Drop just just Wait, real did quick. Did you say Rugved? Is that somebody's name? That's his. That's the name. I don't know. If, I'm probably oh, pronouncing it wrong. But ready? So oh, I want to you know be able to touch the car. <laughs> there you go. I gave him. I gave him the drop that he wanted. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is here's a good one. Who is the worst NBA analyst on ESPN? We can't say Kendrick Perkins because someone already asked us what? in the chat to never talk about Perkins again. Who's the worst NBA analyst on ESPN? Mark Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty pretty clear to me. But I mean, we're saying outside of Perk, so yeah, yeah. If we take him out, because Paul Pierce doesn't count anymore. Yeah, he's gone too. So <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. Former uh, former future Mav Paul Pierce. <laughs> Uh, Manny asks, what would you be willing to give up for Tyrese Maxey? Apparently Tyrese Maxey wants out too with the whole clutch situation. Do we know if he fully wants out though? Like, I don't, um, what would be willing to give up? I mean, not a ton. Like, I, I don't know. It just depends on, yeah, I'm not leveraging a lot of my future to go get, go get Tyrese Maxey. I mean, he's a good young player, but He's not changing your team drastically right now. Like, how much better is Maxi than Brunson right now? Man, I don't know. I feel like defensively he's probably better, but they do similar things. They get their own shot, kind of set we, up. We others. just got to see more. I, I need to see more of Maxi. I need to see him in the league a little bit longer before I have a full, firm opinion on him. <laughs> Giannis has a great question. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it in all caps for you because it is in all caps. So I'm gonna serve the audio audience. When will we know where the hell is Bob? <laughs> Can you ask this team on media day? I Giannis, mean, Bobby I'm Carano sure it's on Twitter all the time. I am sure it will get, be asked again. We've asked, it's been asked anytime Cuban has been around. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to get asked until, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, we just had, we just had Mike shed a former assistant coach on this pod a few weeks ago. And I asked him about it. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, Everybody who is even remotely connected to the Mavs is getting asked about. I mean, yeah, even we get asked about from the Mavs, from from like random friends and family. Yes. Hey, so what about that Vegas, you know, Vegas gambler that I heard's connected to the Mavs? Don't know, don't know, but anything about him still with the team. So, uh, Joseph, let's do this question last here. If you could pick any player in the NBA to compliment Luca, who would it be? Any single player. And by the way, if you're on the live stream, we'll stick around. If you're on the podcast, this will be the last one. Um, Giannis. Antetokounmpo? Yes. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> yes. Could I make a case for Joel Embiid? Um, no. None. I mean, sure, but I mean... Luca needs the ball in his hands. You know who else needs the ball in his hands? Giannis. Right? Like... You can say, well, there's enough ball to go around to both of them, but they're not Kyrie and KD and Harden. I think a, a Luka and Bede relationship works better on the court than a Luka Giannis situation on the court. Yeah, I just wouldn't go big that route. Like, if you're going to lean off Giannis, I would go with a wing. And yeah, but you, you, and Bede is big enough to where he can also step out and shoot. He's not, he's not cramping your space. And he's an elite, elite, elite defender to where he can also defend the rim in a way that you know, really would help Luca out. You need an elite defender like that and and a pick and roll partner, pick and pop partner like Embiid and Luca. I think that's my call right there. It'd be a lot of fun. Remember, I was thinking about this tape. Remember when Ben Simmons versus 
Luka Doncic was like a debate for some people on on the Twitter sphere. Like who? Man, you that, yeah, that was that was like rookie year, right? It's like two years ago. Yeah. It's like, and then you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh my gosh, there's no way you would take Luke over Ben Simmons." I'm like, ha ha ha! ha. <laughs> oh, so much fun. There you go, guys. If you're listening on the podcast, we will be back tomorrow with a game pod. We got some great stuff coming for you. Some great games. Some would you rather's. We always have the Sodom Shame or Frames. Great, great game there. And uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Uh, Peace out. Boom. Oh, peace out. Sorry.